Where would you put life's frustration level when you're sitting in traffic? What is it worse? Long grocery line? I don't know. Grocery line, you can see what's going on. You can see how many items the person has. And in fact, you played a role in this. You got into the aisle with the person who was going to pay for 75 little tiny things as opposed to the person who had the big thing of toilet paper, you know, two bottles of pop and a frozen pizza. You could have gotten behind them. So being in traffic, yeah, that's that's probably more frustrating. And today we do have some slowdowns. Fanshawe Park Road is a place you want to avoid, especially if you're heading west and going west of Adelaide. It is certainly slow going right now. If you see anything else, please let us know. 519-643-2222. We are lucky enough to be able to talk right now with Doug McCraig, Director of Transportation and Mobility with the City of London, to talk a little bit about intersections and advanced greens and timing of lights and all of the things that can provide frustration when you think, oh, all the lights are synced except the one I'm at right now. Doug, welcome to London Live. How are you? I'm very good, Mike. Great to have you here. We know that, you know, that's always the way it feels. All of the lights are synced except this one where I'm stopped. I don't know about you. I can hit red lights with the best of them. But we'd love to talk a little bit about how you evaluate what intersections need to be changed? What intersections maybe need longer lights one way and not another way? Do you rely on us for info sometimes? Yes, we uh, we use a variety of data sources and um, certainly public input is useful to us. We have a Service London portal. There's a website um, or phone numbers that uh, residents can provide their uh, their suggestions to us for the traffic signal system, and then you know there's other uh, there's other ways we we measure the traffic volumes. We also observe it in in real time. We've just recently implemented a transportation management center uh, that has, that is staffed during the peak the busy periods, and we have cameras uh, located around the city at key intersections, along with other uh, smart analysis and alert tools that uh, that keeps us informed on how, how things are performing and lets us adapt in real time. Doug, do those smart tools impact when lights will turn, or is it more of a study of when lights should turn? Uh, it's, you know, we're, we're certainly working towards uh, uh, real-time uh, adaptation. We, right now, so we've recently updated sort of the software that, that operates the entire system. And uh, it's given us a lot more capabilities. And um, so, again, like it includes the cameras. It includes new controllers at every uh, intersection. So we have, we have more, uh, more adaptability. And we can, we can adjust those uh, timings in real, real time or for planned events. So it could be events. Uh, it could be uh, managing, helping manage traffic around construction zones. So a variety of different considerations. But as we look to the future, I'm almost thinking of someone who is in a truck, say, like tonight. The National Football League kicks off. There'll be a director in a truck with a lot of screens in front of them, and they can go that one, that one, that one. 
could we conceivably have something that makes the real-time changes if we have traffic bogging down one direction and not another? We, we could actually do that in the future? Yes, we, uh, we, we can uh, adapt. We can, we can do that now. And uh, the, the challenge, I guess, is a lot of our uh, a lot of our signals are just over capacity, right? A lot of our intersections are very busy, and it's all about trade-offs. And uh, we try to make the best decisions and try to optimize the flow. Uh, but when you know during those peak periods, sometimes uh, certain intersections are just uh, over capacity, and uh, it's it's about uh, trying to balance balance the needs as best we can. Right. We're talking with Doug McRae from the City of London, talking about some of the intersections. Doug, we were alerted to Highbury and Oxford, and it kind of started the conversation where going north, the light timing seems to be changing and, and seems to be longer one way and not so long the other. Is that one of those intersections that could have maybe more variable times for lights, depending on what's happening? So exactly. So, yeah, I, I looked into that. It was uh, highlighted to me today. And I think what's going on there is part of our new traffic signal system. Uh, one, one of the uh, features of it is transit signal priority. And so what that does is there are transponders in the uh, London transit buses and they can communicate to uh, traffic signals. Uh, in particularly uh, at locations where London Transit has identified to us that they have schedule adherence uh, challenges. A lot of buses falling behind schedule. So we've just recently uh, implemented some updated timings and better communications with those buses. And uh, that's, that's, uh, that's a new, new uh, initiative. And uh, it seems like we have, have some tweaking to do there at Highbury and Oxford. Um, we, we want it to work well for the buses. We also want it to work well for uh, the general traffic. Um, but it's that tra- transit, transit signal priority uh, that I think is is uh, changing the operation of that signal and something that we want to we want to dial in a little better in the next few days. I think we're beginning to appreciate the number of variables at work here in traffic flow. Doug, we also had ride out to Upper Queens and commissioners that was sent in to us. And this is an interesting one because it deals with advance turn signals and how long an advance can be. And there are some places where you can tell, yeah, if there's a long line of cars, that advance is going to last a long time. Others, maybe not so much. Can you talk to us about advance turning signals? And I don't know if you... you you know, can talk off the top of your head about ride out to Upper Queens at commissioners, but uh, that was one of the ones that was called in. Okay. Yeah, in general, uh, left turn phases, we do receive uh, a lot of requests for them. And again, it, it kind of comes back to uh, trading off all the different uh, pressures at an intersection. And yeah, there's only, uh, there's only 60 seconds in a minute, and uh, we have to allocate that 60 seconds to uh, the different, uh, you know, providing green time to the different moves. So uh, the advanced left uh, makes sense if there is uh, sufficient demand for them. But if, uh, you know, the, the, the trade-off is that that advanced left phase uh, that provides priority for those left-turning drivers, it uh, it makes the through traffic uh, wait that much longer. It takes it takes time away from the through move. So it might, while it might favor uh, a single lane of left turners, 
it might delay two lanes of through traffic that wants to uh, drive through the, the opposite direction. So when we receive requests for uh, advanced left turn phases, we'll, we'll send it, we'll usually go out to the intersection and uh, observe how it's working and count, physically count the uh, either, either a person at the intersection or via our, our remote cameras. Uh, count individual vehicles and see how many, uh, you know, see what the delays are and uh, what the trade-offs are and how it affects the overall signal operation and uh, and adjust the phasing and implement the advanced left turn phase if it uh, if it makes sense. We're talking with Doug McRae from the City of London. And Doug is the Director of Transportation and Mobility. We're going through some of the intersections, some of the challenges, and, and really some of the challenges on the city's end in trying to make traffic flows go. We got a text earlier saying that obviously there can be traffic congestion at lights, and they mentioned traffic calming and traffic moving. Are those trafficking terms? Hmm. Yeah, well, I guess uh, traffic calming is something that we, uh, we we talk we like to talk about road safety, especially this week, right? With the with the kids back at school, uh, we're encouraging uh, you know everybody to be patient, to share the road, watch out for those little ones that uh, might be less 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 predictable in uh, in how they're running around, and uh, you know just to be. Be wary of uh, of pedestrians in general. Um, we we have we have some news. You know, safety is a priority here uh, in London, and uh, we we have our automated speed enforcement uh, cameras located in, uh, in in school zones across the city. And so, uh, just to like to plug that message as much as possible, and uh, particularly now as. There's more kids and more school buses on the streets. Yeah, absolutely. Do lights talk to each other? Does the system work that way where one light can say, hey, we're, you know, we've we've slowed down a little bit. That will impact going forward on whatever route it is. Does that happen with the AI that we were talking about earlier? Yeah, the the way uh, the the whole network is set up to be coordinated as best possible. And we do have a pilot project whereby it, it could adapt in real time. And that's, that's a project that uh, we're working on the implementation of. And uh, we're going to start, start with a, uh, you know, a section of Wonderland Road whereby the signals would, would communicate. And we'll see how that works. Um, it's, it's got potential, but we want to see it work in, in real time, similar to the transit signal priority that I was talking about uh, earlier. You know, we we start, uh, start small with these. Uh, look for success, and then expand them across our network. Right. Well, hey, it sounds like the future could be a, a good thing for traffic flow, given what computers can do and, and what can be read in intersections. Are you optimistic that, you know, some of the challenges that you probably bang your head off a desk about sometimes, that we'll see things perform differently in the future because of all the information that the system itself can get? Yeah, it's an interesting field. It's always evolving uh, as communications and connectivity between vehicles uh, and the infrastructure uh, improves, and we see you know the the technology and vehicles improve. I'm I'm optimistic about safety again. It's sort of back to safety. Things things like our red light cameras uh, improving safety on the street. So we. 
we want the system to work as efficiently as possible, but really what's, uh, what's near and dear to my heart is trying to reduce the number of injuries and fatalities that unfortunately occur on our uh, transportation system every year. And do we know how that's trending? Um, it, it has been positive over the last few years. I need to dig into the data uh, to see how we're doing this year. But uh, generally, you know, a lot of the initiatives that we've uh, that we've been working on over the past uh, since we since we initiated our uh, or finalized our road safety strategy back in 2014, we've seen big returns. We've seen uh, reduction in injuries and fatalities by uh, by approximately half. And so I was very encouraged by that. Um, but I have, uh, like I said, need to dig in this year and, and see how we're trending. Um, I obviously get concerned whenever I hear about collisions, and it's a, it's a concern for all of us. But, uh, but yeah, tools like our, our red light cameras, uh, very effective in that uh, you know, they're, they're, very, they're very visible. They're on, uh, they're on the minds of Londoners. They have that halo effect. And, uh, and have been shown to have positive results with respect to reduced, uh, reduced severe collisions. Hey, that's good news in itself. Doug, thank you for talking intersections, advances, and all of the things that have come in between. Really appreciate the time today. Okay, Mike, my pleasure. Have a great day. All right, you too. That's Doug McRae, Director of Transportation and Mobility with the City of London. So hopefully that addresses, because we had a number of specific intersections, but I tried to break them down into categories as to whether they were in advance or just a slow green, or in the case of Highbury and Oxford, you know, it seemed to change. Well, there you go. Buses have the ability to impact that if they are behind on their routes.